Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you for joining me today for episode number 13. I'm excited to be talking about the Imbolc Sabbath, which is the first of the three fertility Sabbaths. So we'll be talking in depth about that, a little bit of the history uh, deities that are celebrated, some decorations and craft ideas, correspondences to Imbolc, and more. But before I get into that, I want to share with you what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Right now, there are a couple things making me comfy, cozy, and witchy, but one thing sticks out in particular, and that is tea time. I have been so enjoying my tea time and two different types of tea time, my everyday tea time uh, and my planned Friday tea time when I go live on Instagram. There are two types of tea that I feel so excited about and that just puts me in a really warm and comfy, cozy space. My, My daily tea And I say daily, but there are some days where I don't end up making my tea for whatever reasons. But every time I even begin the process of making my tea, I calm down. Even if I've been running around, you know, with homeschooling my son and then getting things together, orders together for my comfy, cozy apothecary and shipping things out to responding to emails, to doing edits for books or whatnot. Every time I pour or start the process of making my tea, I go into a very calm space. It grounds me. um, It helps me with my, remind me of some of my intentions that I set, which a big one for me is learning to be a little bit more in the moment, in the present, and ground myself a little bit better. And so I've really been enjoying the process of making the tea to selecting what type to what I want to add to the tea because everything is so intentional. So I generally, and if you caught my episode all about teas, you know that I like my honey bush tea. That's my favorite. It's in the red rooibos family. I love my honey bush tea. And when I have honey bush, I will add a little bit of honey. And that's typically it, some honey or a honey lavender spoon. But I love my honey bush, my Earl Grey I have with cream and honey or sometimes coconut sugar or a little bit of sugar. Sometimes I don't even put sweetener in it. Uh, My peppermint. I love peppermint in the evenings. For whatever reason, that's a tea that I enjoy making in the evenings. And then when I make any black tea, so even the Earl Grey or other black teas, I like to put in some jasmine pearls for that little extra kick of warmth. Um, And then a little bit of honey and cream, of course. But all of that, that whole process of boiling the water, of picking out the tea, of putting in the little add-ons and ingredients, just makes me feel so happy. Because typically when I pour a cup of tea, I know what happens next is either relaxing sitting in my chair to read a book with my little dog, you know, jumping on my lap, or even just sitting on my chair to turn on the television. Or when I make it, 
Oftentimes afterward, I'll be sitting on the couch cuddling with my son while we watch a movie. And the other time on Fridays when I make my tea, afterward, I immediately come to my office and do the comfy cozy tea time on my Instagram live. So I, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, that specific tea time also is making me feel comfy, cozy, and of course, witchy, because we always discuss all sorts of witchy topics. But comfy, cozy in the fact that there has been a growing community. So when I first started doing my lives, I started going live on Instagram. Well, first off, you know, I'm, I was very nervous, just like when I started this podcast. I was very nervous. But as I started to go live, I got more comfortable in just talking randomly. I generally just talk about my day, what's going on in my life, and then it veers off in a whole bunch of other directions and people ask questions. But it's so nice because what started out with four or five people tuning in has has just gone up in number and there'll be like 15 people, 17, 20. At one week, there were 30 people, almost 30 people that stayed for the whole tea time with over 100, you know, coming in and out. But what's really neat, it isn't the number of people. It's the connection that those joining me for tea have made. Because it's really cool on my end to watch. You know, it's me on the screen going live, but I see everybody joining. And, you know, I always wave to everybody because that's how you, you hit the little wave button. It's really neat to watch like the same names say hello to other people joining. Like, oh, good to see you again. Yay, you made it for tea time. You know, people are starting to recognize one another. And it's really cool because friendships and acquaintanceships have been made just in this comfy, cozy tea time. And now I have people messaging me and emailing me, telling me how they look forward to Fridays. Like they put it on their calendar, tea time with the Comfy Cozy Witch on Fridays. And as nice and relaxing it is for everybody tuning in, it is the same for me because I so enjoy. I feel like I'm getting to know, albeit virtually, I'm getting to know a lot of you out there through this little Comfy Cozy tea time. And it's been, it's just been a lot of fun. And we talk about tea. So I always talk about what tea I'm drinking. People will ask questions and throw out topics. We've had great discussions about books and recommended witchy reads in the fiction and nonfiction categories. People will ask questions about their practice. Or um, oftentimes it's me just talking, (laughs) just talking about what's going on in my life, about my neighbors, about my my family, a little bit of my witchy history and people commenting and then, you know, chiming in and having this this virtual conversation, which is a lot of fun. So when it comes to tea, my daily tea time and my Friday tea times, that is what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy. And I do just want to say a quick note before I move forward, even though I already recorded the podcast, I'm adding this after the fact. Um, Just for clarity, when I say breed, I'm referring to Bridget or Bridget or Bridge, however you might pronounce it. Uh, I think many people do say Bridget for the goddess or Bridget. I do pronounce her name breed throughout this episode. So when I say that, 
I just want to let you know that that's who I mean. Um, her name is pronounced differently depending on who you speak to. That is just what I've always called her. So I just wanted to clarify that. So enjoy the episode. All right. So we're going to move into the main topic for this week, which is in bulk. And I'm really excited to talk about this Sabbath. Um, and I know I talk about every time I talk about a Sabbath, I'm like, oh, I love this Sabbath so much. This might be my favorite. Well, my favorite is Mabin. And I've mentioned that I think before. But I do really enjoy in bulk because it represents life springing again. And, you know, we've had these cold, cold weeks, cold months. And it's all about like the little seeds of life and the blooms of life coming to fruition and the very beginnings of spring being seen. And so I think there's a lot of hope in Imbolc. So I want to talk about a little background of Imbolc, some correspondences. I want to talk about Breed because she is, of course, uh, the goddess that is most associated with Imbolc some symbols and food and drinks and some crafts that you can do for in bulk. I thought that would be fun to chat about those things. And so I'm just going to start with a little bit of history and background. So in bulk is the first of the three fertility sabbats. Um, Ostera and Beltane are the other two, but in bulk is the first of these three fertility sabbats that talk about um, seeds being planted and growth. And it is the first of the four Celtic fire festivals as well, which include Beltane, um, Lunasa, and Samhain. And so, of course, Imbolc is the first of those. So, this habit represents the seed that begins the wheels turning in the wheel of the year. Um, and even though when you're looking at the Wheel of the Year and the Witch's New Year being Samhain, I'm talking about beginning tur- turning as in um, fertility and growth and new growth. Because if you remember Yule, we have the the sun being reborn. So now growth is starting again. And again, the Sabbath represents the seed that begins the wheels turning in the Wheel of the Year. And it is also a celebration of the ever-growing sun and that transition from winter to spring. So we're still celebrating the sun and the days getting longer. And so a lot of traditions around Imbolc do surround this sun and the growing of the sun and fire and warmth. And again, it's the transition from winter to spring because the seeds of life are just beginning to spring again. And they're beginning to spring underground, even if we can't see them, even if it's still very cold and the ground is covered in snow. We just have to remember that these seeds of life are beginning to spring underneath all of that. Things are happening. The sun is coming out. It's going to start growing a little bit warmer. And especially where where I live, of course, on the Northeast coast. Um, This is true for me. I find that the Sabbaths and the wheel of the year do correspond closely with the weather that I have where I live. Um, So again, it's things are just beginning to spring underground. And in general, this is a time where possibilities are endless. So it was a big festival where possibilities are endless. 
uh, people are being reminded that they have the entire year ahead of them to do what they want, to have the power to mold it into whatever you desire. So for hundreds of years, I mean, centuries and centuries, Gaelic Ireland has been celebrating in bulk to usher in the beginning of spring. And it's been around the beginning of February, February 1st and 2nd. And pagans and other pagan-influenced religions celebrate the change of season between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So it makes this a cross-quarter celebration. Traditionally, in bulk means in the belly, and that is, is speaking of in the belly of the you, okay, the you farm animal um, of the gestation period of ewes. And it correlates to the newness and new beginning and again, fertility. And the milk itself then representing purification. But in the belly can also have other meanings, not just literally looking at in the belly of the you, but it can also refer to the fire that's inside us, the fire in our gut, the fire in our belly we get um, as inspiration and as hope is stirred within, like that excitement you get, because this is the time of year. It's new beginnings, new starts of inspiration and starting projects. And so that fire in the belly also relates to to that as well. Imbolc is also known to be the Celtic celebration honoring the goddess Breed um, or Brigid, which later when it was Christianized, St. Bridget. Um, and she, she was the goddess who oversaw transformation and fertility, crafts, poetry, inspiration. And I, I love Breed because she's connected to the hearth and home. And you know me, I mean, I like all things comfy cozy and my, my witchcraft does focus around the hearth and home and the kitchen and also my writing. My job is a writer and creativity is important to me. So, you know, this, this celebrates her and she's a goddess that represents those things. So I, I feel closely associated with her, um, so again, it's a celebration that honors Breed, and later Christianized Ireland adopted St. Bridget as the patron saint, of course, of nuns, cattle, midwives, and newborns. So you can see, and you're, you're seeing in a lot of the pagan holidays how over time they've been Christianized, um, which is something that we talk about and I'll continue to talk about as I go through the Sabbaths and the the festivals surrounding the Sabbaths. So in bulk season is a great time for magical working surrounding bringing in the new, uh, bringing in creation and inspiration and new endeavors, increasing the love in your household and relationships and creating prosperity and welcoming personal growth because it's still in those early stages of the year and the waxing stage of the year, the young stage of the year where you're beginning, you can begin these new adventures because you have the rest of the year open um, for growth and development. And as a Sabbath of growing light, Imbolc is here to remind you of your own inner spark of power. And 
I re- I really like that about in bulk because it's it's light and bright and welcoming the sun and welcoming inspiration and welcoming you to do something and move forward with whatever ventures. In bulk is also closely associated with the house and home, especially being connected to breed. And so this is a great time to do cleansing work as well, like in-depth cleansing of your house and just muggle cleaning. I mean, clean the house, like a spring cleaning of the entire house, and then also cleansing on a spiritual level as well, going through your house, you know, room to room with incense or, you know, if you if you don't like the smoke, you can do a smokeless spray and really cleansing and cleaning the home. So I want to talk about some correspondences with Imbolc. So colors associated with Imbolc are white, silver, green, um, red, and yellow. Animals obviously are the ewe, lamb, sheep, cow, goat, uh, winter birds, dog, and groundhog because the groundhog celebration of the sun returning and the shadow and all of that is related to this and happens around the same time, obviously February 2nd. Trees that are associated with Imbolc are the birch tree, rowan, snowdrop, and willow. I love the willow tree. Scents associated are honey nectar, honey, rosemary, cinnamon, and frankincense. Crystals associated with this time are snow quartz, rutilated quartz, moss, agate, goldstone, cherowite, which is one of my favorites. I just got a really beautiful cherowite um, sphere. It's gorgeous. Fire agate, ametrine, and ruby. For your altar, some really nice things if you if you have an altar space or if you want to create an altar just to honor the Sabbath. Some nice things to put on it are candles, white candles specifically, uh, Breed's Cross, which I can talk about. I'm going to talk about a little bit later. It's a great craft to do. In fact, I have um, her cross on my altar. Honey and or milk offerings are also good to have on your your altar because this is known for milk um, and dairy. Herbs would be rosemary, basil. Basil is closely associated with this. Bay, angelica, chamomile, and lavender. And then foods associated with Imbolc are braided breads in honor of breed milk, cheese, honey, cakes, wine, and um, different meats. So some symbols surrounding Imbolc. First is the sun. I mean, this Sabbath celebrates the continual renewal of the sun. It's also the time of Candlemas, which celebrates the return of the light in pre-Christian traditions and was known as the Feasts of Light. So obviously, light and the sun coming in is a big part of this. A common symbol for this festival is the sun, and many people will eat sweet foods inspired by it in its shape. Cakes and crepes and pancakes, it's also a good Sabbath for sweets. Another symbol is Breed's Cross, and it's a small cross woven by weeds or rushes, and the cross is a symbol of peace and goodwill. That can be hung atop doorways and entrances in your house to grant good tidings to those who to those who walk under it, and to offer protection to those. Many people, um, me included, <laughs> will keep the cross on their altar during the season to honor Breed and to ask her to protect house and home. Um, so I, what I have to do, I should I should 
take a picture of mine. Actually, in my if you if you follow my Instagram, I did do a reel of my in bulk altar, and you can see the uh, cross, the breeds cross that my son and I made out of pipe cleaners, the little craft, little green pipe cleaners. It's actually really cute. So yeah, uh, the the cross is good to ask for protection of house and home and hearth. The U in bulk again gets its name from the Irish Gaelic um, oil milk. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, which is ewe's milk. And of course, you know, we talked about in the belly and and that came from imbolg, I-M-B-O-L-G, which meant in the belly. So imbolg is imbolg or imbolg. It could be, you know, said either way. Used milk represents purification and newness and fertility. And so the time of year coincides with the prime breeding season of sheep and the beginning of lactation, which represents birth, of course. So again, coming back to that fertility, coming back to birth and newness and inspiration. The willow tree the willow tree is the fourth tree in the Celtic tree alphabet um, and represents the maiden aspect of triple goddess and is tied to fertility and creative inspiration. And the willow reminds us to stoke that inner creativity, that fire um, that can give birth to new creations. It's also a, remind- a reminder to follow your intuition. Um, and then some other symbols associated with Imbolc, because there really are a lot. Candles, of course, I mentioned that before bonfires because it is the first of the fire festivals, um, cauldrons, fire and hearth, breeds wheel, seeds and grains, um, brooms, of course, to cleanse the home, and white and yellow flowers. So I want to talk uh, just a little bit more about breed because she is um, so revered and celebrated and a part of Imbolc and I, I recognize and I honor Breed during the Sabbath, and that's probably why I'm going to talk about her a little bit more, because she is one of the deities that I work with. And I don't often share much about um, the deities I work with, and I don't go into details because I think that deity relationship is is personal in nature, um, but I do work I do work with Breed when it comes to inspiration and creativity, especially for my writing. But she's one of the most widely revered and celebrated Celtic goddesses. She's a triple goddess and presides over the hearth and home, inspiration, fertility. I talked about this before. Poetry, creativity, and the forge. And Imbolc celebrates her in her maiden form because just as we're seeing the time of the year and fertility and newness. And so it's no surprise that she is honored at this early time of the year, when life is starting to spring, when inspiration is unfurling within many people, and the light is coming back, the sun is coming back out. And I don't know about you, but when I see that sun out longer, I'm just in a nice, happier mood. Not that I'm not happy during the darker uh, time of the year, but it does give me a little boost of inspiration and excitement. Breed is often called upon at the birth of babies to help the laboring mother and the child coming into the world. And she's also a favorite goddess of poets and writers, <laughs> uh, serving as a muse to channel ideas and songs. And so she awakens the spark of life as we emerge from the darkness of winter. And of course, Breed is so closely associated with hearth and home and warmth. And I think that's another reason why I resonate so well with her. Breed was Christianized to St. Bridget and is celebrated in both pagan and Christian traditions. 
Um, her element is fire, which I think you probably could have figured that out. Direction south, of course. Her colors are blue and green. The tarot associated with her is the empress, and her trees are blackthorn, rowan, willow, cedar, and hawthorn. And herbs associated with breed are dandelion, blackberry, and blackberry. In fact, I'm going to make a blackberry crumble for in bulk. I make it every single year, and it is delicious. And then her animals are bear, cow, sheep, chicken, swan, and gemstones associated with her are peridot. So food and drink for in bulk. It marks the start of spring on the wheel of the year, and winter continues to persist until the spring equinox. So where I am, the cold weather, it does continue to persist, even if we have the little seedlings way under the ground. <laughs> um, but for many people, the cold weather and all that comes along with it still continues for a while, even at this part of the year. And because of that, popular in bulk meals focus on the sun, on warmth, and on savory foods. And the the staples that are associated with in bulk are dairy, like milk and cheeses and breaded or braided breads, of course, to honor breed, scones and muffins and sweets and stews and hearty soups, and then blackberry desserts <laughs> because breed like she represents the blackberry and I just like blackberry desserts, so I make I make them during in bulk season. <laughs> I also make a lot of soups at this time, um, cream-based soups. In fact, for in bulk, um, almost every single year, I make some sort of soup, whether it's a creamy baked potato soup or an onion, a spring onion soup, which I've been making lately. And if you've seen my Instagram, you saw that I last weekend made some spring onion soup and it is, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. So I think I'm going to make that for in bulk this year. And then I do bread as well. Um, I make homemade breads with honey butter, which is out of this world. So some crafts. So if you want to do some crafty things for in bulk, or if you have children and you want to get them involved in the celebration, crafting is a really nice way to do that. As I said before, uh, my son and I, a couple years ago, when he was he was younger, four or five, created my breed's cross, and I have it on. I keep it on my altar, and that was easy. We created it out of pipe cleaners, which made the folding over you know the other. It made the folding extremely simple. I think much easier when I've made them with reeds in the past. So anyway. Some crafts, you could make uh, a breed's crown, so a floral crown out of greens and other flowers that you can forage if you can find some to represent and honor her. And you can wear it to, to remind you of the returning of spring. And the next few Sabbaths, crowns, I think, are a lot of fun to make, especially the, the fertility Sabbaths as we move forward. Um, especially, you know, you I think of the crown at Belting. So another thing, you can make some sacred oil, so in bulk oil, to anoint your candles or to use for meditation. Uh, you could use a carrier oil with some sweet orange, cinnamon, rosemary, or any other oils that are associated with this Sabbath. Uh, Breed's Cross, which I mentioned before, and you can Google search that. There, I mean, there are a ton of resources out there. If you like, type in, how do I make Breed's Cross or St. Bridget's Cross? Um, it'll come up right away. 
You can make an in-bulk sachet to keep with you, to set on your altar, to, you know, carry around with you to remind you of the in-bulk season and to boost inspiration and creativity and put corresponding herbs and oils and gemstones like basil and chamomile, lavender, some moss agate. Um, that would be nice as well. So those are just a few ideas and, and good ways to get children involved as well. So what I'd like to do is I want to give you a nice um, blessing, an in-bulk blessing that you can feel free to use if you want to. And it does mention breed. So if you, you know, don't um, honor her or celebrate her, that's fine. But I'm just going to to give you a quick blessing and you can feel free to use this. And this was written by Patty Wigington and she's, she is amazing. She writes the most beautiful blessings. So she says, mighty breed, keeper of the flame, blazing in the darkness of winter. O goddess, we honor you, bringer of light, healer, exalted one. Bless us now, hearth mother, that we may be as fruitful as the soil itself and our lives abundant and fertile. And I just think that's a really nice blessing and one that I I use. Another one, too, that I use, and it's a really quick one, um, and this doesn't necessarily mention deity, and it goes like this. It's, may the life stirring underground stir new dreams to life within you. May the flames of inspiration and passion be ignited in your soul, be it so. That's a really nice one as well. They're both just lovely. So if you are interested in any in bulk affirmations, you know, I I have a few things that can remind you of the season. My light is ever growing. I grow along with the seasons. I feel inspired and confident. I welcome luck and prosperity into my life. I will flourish in this new year. So all of those are nice, nice little affirmations as well. So that was a quick a quick overview, yet I think comprehensive overview of Imbolc. And I'll tell you a little bit about how we celebrate here. So Imbolc falls on a Monday. I think the first and second is Monday and Tuesday. So Monday, I'll, I'll have a dinner. We'll just have a family dinner. I already have my altar set up. Um, I'll probably do a little bit of spell work and ritual work. Uh, working with with breed and I'll cook. I'll still have homeschool in the morning <laughs> with my son. So we'll probably do a little in bulk activity as well as part of school. And I'm finding that there are more and more resources for um, parents or pagan parents that they can use to introduce their their children to the Sabbaths. And I know I've said this before, I... I would I really would like sorry my my husband's distracting me for a moment while I'm recording. <laughs> oh, he had to go outside to get the packages that were delivered. Now I don't remember where I was with this, but I yeah, I will introduce that on Monday and we'll talk we'll talk a bit about the Sabbath. Um I'm sure he will help me cook because he's been helping me more and more in the kitchen, which is nice, so he'll help me make the spring onion soup and the bread and the butter. In fact, he made butter the other week from scratch. It was part of a little, um, we're doing kitchen science lessons. And 
we made butter from scratch from heavy cream. And so my son had a lot of fun with that. And so we'll probably make honey butter together. And then whenever my partner gets home from work, we'll have a nice dinner and we'll say a blessing and we'll just chit chat about the new year and um, what we want to bring, bring into the rest of the year. So that's a bit about what we will do. And oh, now, now Reese's, she's going to the window. There she goes. I don't Oh, She didn't bark. Did she bark this episode? Oh, she was pretty good. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. So yes, that's what we do. And my altar is already set up. I already have that. If you want to check that out, look on my reels on Instagram. You can check out the altar and what that looks like if you want any ideas, but whatever calls to you really. For me, I like white candles, white and green candles for this Sabbath. Um, I have my picture of Breed. I have her cross on there as well. And just some correspondences, corresponding gemstones and so forth. So yes, that's a bit about Imbolc. I hope that that was informative for you. Um, and if you're listening and have been celebrating Imbolc for years, maybe you got something new, a tidbit. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm happy to share it with you all. So now I want to go into the card of the week. Okay, so let's get into the card of the week. All right. Well, it is the root chakra, which... (laughs) We had just, I think, two weeks ago, let me, so you, if you remember the message of that about being grounded, like obviously this message wants itself to be known, so staying grounded, um, and you can go back and listen to what I had to say about that, but I'm going to pull another card. Okay, sure. All right, so we have not seen this one yet. This is the yellow candle, and yellow corresponds to inspiration and clarity and confidence. It's related to the sacral chakra and the solar plexus, really the solar plexus chakra. And it is all about confidence and having confidence and inspiration, being inspired to do something, which actually is tied a bit to Imbolc. And the yellow candle asks you, you know, what what your intentions currently are. What like what intentions have you set? Are they big goals? Are they small goals? Maybe this is a good time to start thinking about those goals. And the yellow candle is here to nudge you to get a little bit of clarity. And clarity will spur some confidence. And even if you don't have anything in the works, um, maybe now is a good time to start setting some sort of goal. And that does coincide nicely with in bulk and moving forward with our intentions and moving forward with our goals. The yellow candle also reminds us to trust that the inspiration we need will come to us and our willingness to believe in ourselves is really paramount. So that is a nice little message from the yellow candle. I really like that one. And it's funny, I don't pull, I don't pull that card too often. I've been pulling from this deck for a long time. I don't pull the yellow card too often. That's a really nice message. And it does, it does go nicely with this time of year and with this episode. And of course, keep root chakra in the back of your mind as well, because I did pull that too. 
So thank you for joining me for episode number 13. Lucky number 13. I do like that number. I I really like number 13. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has rated, reviewed, or subscribed to the podcast. I'm up to 30 ratings. Woo! So when I saw 30, I got so excited the other day. And I want to do a a special shout out to BX Kiddo for leaving... Um, a review. You wrote a review that was really nice. And you said that this, this podcast is exactly what the title comfy, cozy and witchy. (laughs) And so I really appreciate that. If you do like what I'm doing here, please make sure you rate review and follow on Apple podcasts or whatever podcast platform you prefer. And if you want and feel like you want to support me in whatever way, Feel free to check out my my businesses, my two businesses. One is the Fit Witch Challenge, and that's linked in my bio on Instagram as well. I just like to keep my business and personal, my comfy, cozy witch stuff separate, so I don't mention it much on my feed. Um, but if you do want to support me, feel free to check that out. Also, you can check out my apothecary where I do, I make homemade um, magical goods for for you guys sprays and um, body scrubs and ritual salts and balms. And I have some altar card stands that seem to be pretty popular recently, actually. Um, And spell jars. I do spells and spell jars as well. So feel free to check that out if you would like. So thank you again for joining me. And until next week, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.